discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Xingyu in the studio and Josh Cottero on the line. Coming up, our heart-to-heart segment. You bring the questions and we provide the answers. You can get your question on the show by sending a voice memo or email to ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. And we'd really appreciate you to include your name as well as geographic location. Uh, in your voice memo um, that just helps us a little bit in answering your question. And young people are turning to sound healing therapy to reduce stress. But is it really therapy or just another piece of pseudoscience collecting stupid tax from desperate people looking for relief? Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. When you're there and you're so inclined, please give us a five-star review. It will help other folks find the show. Now, let's have a moment of heart to heart. You ask. We answer. Roundtable. Heart to heart. This week, we dipped into our mail bag, and here are two emails we'd like to share with you. The first one is from our listener, Xu Xiaoda, who says, Hello, Roundtable. I really love the show. Listen to you guys every morning, and I happen to work in market research, and I've sent you a report on the biggest and newest trends my institution has compiled together. I hope these can provide some topics for discussion in the future on your show. And thank you so much, Xu Xiaoda. Um, you mentioned 大字社交, so 大字acquaintance socializing, um, also 特种兵旅游, so that's special forces tourism, and also what else? Disney craze as such. And uh, we've covered these um hot trends on the show. So um, thank you for also providing us with possible potential things to yeah. talk about as well. So thank you very much for reaching out to us. And another email comes from Haiyan, who actually lives in Vietnam. So from your email, I've gathered that uh, you've recently started learning English and you're a big fan of the podcast and you're asking if we have a transcript for the show. Um, we don't for every show, but occasionally on our WeChat public account um, occasionally sends out these transcripts that are AI generated and it does not have a human being to check for the errors at the moment. Therefore, um, the accuracy rate has to be discounted. So um, I guess, you know, that's part of the beauty of the show. There's no correct answer, no transcript, but um, it's up to you to figure it out, I guess. And uh, we do have an online community of listeners who, who talk about the, the things that they couldn't figure out about the show. And maybe you can join the online community. We do have an online WeChat 
listener chat group, which is called the RT Army. And at the moment, it seems like there's a waiting list to get in. Um, but yeah, these are some of the things that are going on. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, Josh and Xingyu, what do you have to say to our lovely listeners who've written to us? Yeah, I would just want to say a big thank you to our listeners, Xu Xiaoda and Haiyan. And especially for Haiyan, you're, you're learning English right now. I think listening to English podcasts would really help. And also, I recommend watch some TV series or films to get you into an English-speaking environment would also help. Yeah, thanks so much for calling in. And it's so nice to have a request for the transcripts. I guess it means that... Um, people are really listening and want to know what we're saying. Um, and uh, it's it's really lovely that you're making that effort to listen to us. And I, and I promise you, I promise that it will get easier. Just stick with it. You, it's such a steep and frustrating learning curve with any language. I know this myself because I'm still learning Chinese after <laughs> about eight years since I started learning it. And uh, I'm also... Um, struggling with this. Um, and I, I think that it, it will just come to you, though, I've heard. So please just keep listening and keep writing in and calling in and let us know about your English learning journey. And good luck. Yes, very much indeed. And it's a truly humbling feeling to know that um, that you listen to us in almost word for word. And I'm very grateful just for the fact that you allow us in your lives and we keep you company when you want us to be. Because, you know, these days everybody's listening on demand, it feels. And we have one more voice memo from Annie. And let's hear her out. Hello, Roundtable. I'm Annie from Yanjiao. I just want to say that I love Heyang so, so, so much. And here's my question. As an eight-year veteran hostess, how do you keep your passion for work alive? Why do you love your profession? Oh, Annie, my girl, thank you so much for your sweet words. And you are so direct. <laughs> You're to the point and your question sort of emptied abruptly. And um, I love that about your personality. Gosh, <laughs> blushing a little bit here. <laughs> um, yeah, I really appreciate your question. And a little bit of a correction here. I've been doing this for 10 years now. Wow. Believe it or not. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess this is um, kind of abnormal in the eyes of a lot of young people these days. Mm. You guys switch jobs every minute, it feels. Oh, no, I'm joking. It's <laughs> pretty much like a few years and then, you know, definitely the person is off to the next job. Um, so without getting like too sentimental and everything, Annie... Yeah, there have been unbelievable highs and below the basement lows for me. <laughs> and and I, I guess um, it's, it's probably the same for anybody who's stayed on a job for more just than a, a couple of years. And we all go through a honeymoon phase of the job because in my case, I love what I do. And gradually, I feel I'm actually good at it. And that's just crazy. Um, so this phase goes on for some time for me, maybe more than five years. Crazy, right? The more I talk about this, the more it's like, how did this happen? Um, 
Yeah, without getting into too much of the details, what we all need to figure out for our careers is that at some point, how do you keep going when the shine wears off? Your day-to-day work may eventually lose luster, causing more stress and less passion when things get difficult, when you don't get recognized or rewarded for all your effort. And I think that's something a lot of people feel in mm. in our careers at some point. So here are some of the um, reflections I like to share with you. I think one biggie is to seek professional development opportunities. The only person you ultimately have control over is yourself. So spark your own fire and proactively reconnect with activities that motivate you. Seek out professional development opportunities such as training, Uh, joining industry organizations to expand your knowledge and network, etc. And it all will allow you to enhance your current role. And secondly, I think it's important to reframe your why. So tune in to your inner dialogue about work. Become keenly aware of what you're thinking and challenge your thinking. Well, some of the questions I ask myself are, how could this job help me later? What can I learn today? What could I try differently today? And also add a bit of gratitude to shift from I have to do this to I get to do this. Yes, and and also I, I think the truly thrilling thing is once you're on your job and you're putting an effort in day after day is that getting better at what you do absolutely feels awesome. And it doesn't happen in a day in a month. And there's that common rule of thumb popularized by Malcolm Gladwell in his bestseller Outliers. In any given field, it takes 10,000 hours Mm. of practice to become an expert or master. Despite lots of studies which refuted this claim later on, I think there's merit in putting in the hours and practice to become great at what you do. At least have that pursuit of excellence and I think it might be a little bit of a luxury in today's world with so much focus on efficiency productivity cutting corners happens miracle speeds to spend time and practice on your dedicated craft call me old-fashioned but when it comes to what we do here I'm not here for a fling It's a committed relationship that I like. But ultimately, what keeps my passion alive is you. You listening to the show. I mean, understand your impact. Um, You make me realize our work has impact. And think about how you positively impact the community or even society at large it helps to connect with the purpose of what you do and see the difference that you're making and try to keep these ideas at the forefront of your mind so thank you for going on this journey with me and these are some of my thoughts on how to keep our passion alive when you're doing a job that you want to keep on doing Yeah, I wonder if you guys have some thoughts about this very realistic situation that although you see in the news as if people are job hopping every second, but the reality is many of us, we need to bring the paycheck 
home at the end of the month and for various reasons we keep on doing this job that might not necessarily bring us the daily joy or happiness immediately um mm. so yeah what do you guys have to say um so that's why i think for those who are finding jobs at this moment i think it's very necessary to choose a profession or a job that you like or you are truly interested in to follow your heart and if you don't really like what you're doing it's really hard to keep that passion but for any job there will be things or aspects of the job that you won't like um, because there's no job that will meet your 100% criteria or expectations but it's fine it's um, we should allow these uncomfortable aspects or imperfections of your job um, I think when you see uh, the value in what you do it's easier to stay passionate and also um, who you work with also matters um, I'm currently working with such a group of adorable people including Huyang and Josh and also other colleagues um, I think every day I'm learning a lot from them and I feel supported this also keeps me uh, motivated I think for me definitely the thing that always keeps me motivated and always inspires me and excites me is the opportunity to learn about things and I think that the main reason that I love being on this show is that I'm here doing a job where really my job is to process new information learn about topical things and prepare to talk about them usually three to four topics per show and that is just so satisfying to me it's so satisfying to be able to you know spend those hours sometimes just reading about topics before the show and I, I don't think I've ever got that much pleasure out of any job in my life to be honest so <laughs> really Josh yeah <laughs> wow you, yeah you... I love I love it I mean even when I'm not on this show I'm constantly trying to learn stuff I'm, I've got this pursuit for knowledge, I think. And it doesn't mean that I'm really intelligent in any way. I just feel this urge. I don't know what it is in me just to learn about things. If I haven't heard about it before, mm. I feel this this pressure, this desire to know about it. And Roundtable quenches my thirst in that way. <laughs> and as time moves on and as you continuously pursue that goal then you become the most intelligent person in the room that's highly possible you know but, but you bring up a really good point and that's possibly one of the uh characteristics of what we do because in our profession we just have to constantly learn what's going on the new things and be able to articulate it and not every profession requires that so that also satisfies my curiosity um, and I think that is one of the fun parts of the job, for sure. And if you like what you hear, please send us your question or comment to EZFMRoundtable at foxmail.com. Coming up next, what is sound healing therapy? Can it really ease stress for people? Stay tuned. Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West, and understanding is the goal. It's the hour of Roundtable with myself, He Yang. I'm joined by Xing Yu in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. 
If you're a young person living in a big city in China, chances are you are no stranger to stress caving in from all directions. It feels. In 2021, insomnia affected over 300 million people in China. Now, a growing number of young people are turning to sound healing for relief. Well, we've talked about ASMR or autonomous sensory meridian response on the show before. What's new with sound healing offerings on the market now? Uh, yeah, Chinese youngsters are seeking comfort and releasing stress through different types of sounds. On Chinese music platform NetEase Music, a soothing playlist with sounds to help with insomnia has been played over 11 million times. And now, sound healing has become a popular business offline. It's called sound healing therapy or sound bath. And in Beijing, you're able to find nearly 500 brick-and-mortar stores that offer such kind of therapy that combines different healing sounds, music, and sound healing instruments to help you relax and promote deep rest. And usually, it incorporates instruments like singing bowls of various sizes、uh, and handpan. Handpan is a percussion instrument. Looks a bit like UFO, <laughs> and also、um, in some stores they use rain stick. It's a long, hollow tube with small pebbles in it, and that can mimic the sound of rain. And such services include one-on-one -on -one healing therapy as well as group sessions、um, through what they call a sound concert. Incorporating various instruments, and this can last for up to an hour in a dedicated space with a sound practitioner. And it can cost around two hundred yuan, so that's twenty-seven dollars per session. Right. So, do you pay the money and go in there and、yeah. just listen to? And you lie down. Oh. And then there will be a sound practitioner doing all this, you know, striking the singing bowls and other instruments to,、uh, to produce this kind of soothing sounds to make you feel relaxed. And also, there are group sessions, so, so like、uh, four to five people lying down together. Not to cut their effort short, but <laughs> you know, these days there are a lot of concerts、uh, being held all over China, and that's、um, that could possibly be another topic we discuss a different day.、Um, and there's one criticism, or more of an observation, of musicians that is more and more of these、uh, bands, or you know, just musicians. They are playing their computerized program at the live music event instead of having musicians playing the instruments live.、Mm. And so, my question here: Why not just program? <laughs> why still need to go through the、uh, the effort of、uh, doing the banging and the other stuff?、Um, yeah, but you know that's how they charge money, probably. Okay, <laughs> you, okay, Josh, what were your initial thoughts? Well, it doesn't just exist in China; it exists all over the world. And I've known about sound healing for some time now, and I've been invited to several sound healing sessions myself, and I. Think that there is a lot of evidence to suggest that it can be highly beneficial, and there certainly are health benefits, especially when it comes to things like stress, relaxation,、um, and I think that this can be directly connected with sleep or a lack of sleep, insomnia, and things like this. And sound healing, sound in general, definitely can induce a state of deep relaxation. 
and it doesn't have to be something as grand or complicated as all these apparatus and all these bowls and professional practitioners. There's things like white noise, right? There's all kinds of noise, actually. There's pink noise, brown noise, white noise, green noise, all these noises, <laughs> but white noise, right? Something like an air conditioner or an airplane cabin, which is basically an air conditioner as well, and things like this that can help you relax, that can really allow your brain, allow all of those anxious thoughts to sort of be put on hold for a moment which can help with sleep. So it makes a lot of sense. I think that it can enhance well-being um, and help you with mind-body connection and things like this. But I think there are definitely things to consider here, like any kind of healing technique. And I'm not saying that all sound healing practitioners claim that their practices can do this, but certainly you have to be careful and think about the lack of scientific evidence and also things like a placebo effect, which can often be very positive. Mm -hmm. A placebo effect being that you believe the treatment is effective, but actually it's more of a perception of effectiveness mm -hmm. and things like this. So, and there's also a lot of individual variability with these kind of things as well, like any kind of healing practice, I think. Yeah, because the healing practices sometimes depends on how it's executed and also advertised sometimes. Absolutely. Sounds a little woohoo, you know. Um, but with this, apparently there are some studies that validate its merit. Um, could you explain to us what does sound therapy do? Mm -hmm. In sound feeling, there's research says that sound frequencies are used in the same way as when you meditate, you adjust your breath. This kind of sound frequencies can influence the shifts in our brain waves. So low frequency sound waves can be beneficial to our physical health. These sound waves cause the muscles in the body to relax and release tension and stress. On the other hand, high-frequency sound waves have an effect on our mental state and emotional well-being. So they can help to reduce stress, anxiety, and improve sleep quality and boost our mood. And there's another theory on the benefits of sound rests on the concept of binaural beats. So by listening to certain frequencies of sounds can synchronize and change one's brain waves. Um, so for humans, we basically have five brain waves. According to my research, it's gamma, beta, alpha, theta, and delta. By listening to two tones with slightly different frequencies at the same time, which is called the binaural beats, um, we are able to, to change some of the brain waves like beta waves and theta waves. It sounds technical, but yeah, there is a bit of scientific base in that. Yeah, I certainly agree that um, the sounds or the sound environment we're in affects our mood. One mm. thing I've learned from driving is that when you're in a car, especially if, let's say, you're sitting in congested traffic, mm. turn down the bass because... Ooh, if you're listening to really loud and aggressive music, it affects your mood. And then you can be put in a mood when you're supposed to be calm and you're supposed to have all the patience in your life just to cope with this situation um, behind the steering wheel. So 
I definitely agree that sound affects how we feel to a certain extent. But when it comes to healing, Josh kind of touched upon this earlier on as well. Um, I think there's it requires some caution because when you're giving away a certain amount of control in your mind and you're letting other forces into your mind, I just feel that one needs to be careful about that. That being said, What's shared by a lot of people um, on social media is it seems like the vast majority of us, we're living under stress. And when you are a busy urban dweller, you're thinking about ways to relieve stress. And sound therapy is only one of the many, many options out there. As with sound healing, when I just mentioned before very briefly about individual variability, I think that healing responses to any kind of thing that will help you with stress may be very different and may differ significantly among individuals. So I think that the first thing that you have to do, of course, if it's very serious, is find a medical professional. But also, I think something that we can all do in a general way is to look at yourself, look at your own life, and try to identify those things in your life, those things that are preventing you from being happy, and those things that are making you happy as well. I think that thinking about the things that you are grateful for, the things that give you happiness, trying to refocus your life on those things, on those people, on those mediums can definitely be a great start. I think that that's much easier said than done. I think the process can be quite time consuming as well. It's definitely not an overnight fix, which is another thing that we have to be careful with when it comes to these healing techniques is that sometimes, again, they're not advertised as such, but we're all looking to fix our issue quickly. And certainly going to a, a sound healing practice is could be very helpful, but it's not going to fix everything in one session, right? So I think you have to consider it as a journey as well. And really, to be honest, I, I personally see it as a lifelong journey. I don't think that you're ever going to be fixed. I don't think fixing is ever a thing. I think it's just learning to be comfortable with oneself. And when it comes to thing like, things like sleep deprivation and stress, that's definitely part and parcel of that journey, I think. And um, becoming healthier overall in a more yeah. holistic way. Yeah, I totally agree. And sound healing is definitely not a replacement for proven treatments. And also in China, this kind of business is still in an, a starting phase of development in the country. And many people are grasping this opportunity and try to learn to become a practitioner in the business they attend this kind of crash courses or trainings to learn the basics and uh, get the qualifications. But there isn't a unified qualification system. So um, there are still concerns about this kind of fast track learning programs. To Definitely. Mm. Yeah, it's like you're a believer or you're not. And there are plenty of non-believers mm. out there um, for good reason, too. So in my mind, every time when you're asked to give away autonomy, even if it's a sliver of it, it requires caution. And that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. Thank you so much, Josh Cotterell and Xing Yu for joining the discussion. I'm He Yang. We'll see you next time. Hello, everybody. It's He Yang. 
Roundtable is thrilled to launch the UniTalk Challenge, Rising Stars of Roundtable. If you like the show and enjoy our discussions, why not take the stage yourself? Calling all university students, both undergraduates and postgrads, to engage in an English discussion on a topic that ignites your passion. Record your discussion, which consists more than one person, and send it to us at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. You could be the next rising star of Roundtable. An incredible opportunity awaits, so seize the moment.